monsters, madness, and magic. Hi, Daniel here. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to preface this podcast episode. We actually recorded the we, meaning Angelique and I. She did all the footwork for this one, so let me go ahead and give credit for that. If you have listened to, uh, well, let me go ahead and say, we recorded this one, I think probably the beginning of October, or maybe it was middle of September, 2020, something like that. And of course, October being my busy time, things just kind of started snowballing, so we're just now able to get this thing out there. But I just wanted to go ahead and say that, that we, we recorded this one earlier. If you have listened to my Mockbuster Summer episodes, if you're familiar with my Bottom Rack show, then maybe you have heard our Atlantic Rim Resurrection episode. And uh, that one was a hoot. We had a lot of fun with that. And if you remember, recall in that episode, uh, the character Russo, that as the movie progressed, eventually, I just, I love that character. I, I fell in love with him. He was so cool in the movie. And uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. He's just one of those characters in the flick. It's like he was way too good to be in that movie. And just the way that he presented his character, it was he stood out. He stole the show. Well, anyway, Angelique reached out to him, reached out to Zavi Israel. And uh, so we actually got him on a show. And it's just funny how life kind of does that, how if you see somebody in a flick, you're watching it, and you know, you can stand offishly, you can either rip it a new one, or you can sit there and criticize it, or even laugh and make fun of it. And and we laugh and make fun, but that's out of love, you know. It's just funny how this goes because then you chat with him on a podcast, and now since then we've like Zavi and I still chat, like we're friends. We're going to end up collaborating on stuff. It's just cool how life does that. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to give a preface to the episode real quick. Zavi Israel is on here, and dude is just so cool. And we had a had a good time, and it kind of sucks. It was a little, you know, we're a little delayed getting this up. But I mean, like with October rolling around, things have just been so busy. And seriously, at this point in this year, honestly, I mean, can you blame anything for real? So without further ado, here's Zavi Israel. He's an actor. He's a consummate badass. And uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. And. Boom. All right. It says right. it's recording. I All right. I got live on my side. All right. Hey, cool. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Monsters, Madness, and Magic podcast. We are coming to you from a different platform, different set of circumstances, but the same wonderful, lovable people. The uh, merciless Edenfield charm is here, shared with Angelique. Say hi, Angelique. Hi, Angelique. <laughs> and there it went. And with us, for those of you who might have listened to our summer mockbuster spectacular, the bottom rack mockbuster summer special this year was Kaiju. You may remember one of the films that we watched was Atlantic Rim Resurrection. You may remember how much we loved Russo from Atlantic Rim Resurrection. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have him right here. That's right. He's sitting across from me digitally because he's actually across the country. But, ladies and gentlemen, Russo, Mr. Zavi Israel, please say hello. Hey, I, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm just I'm honored to be on the show. I really appreciate reaching out. Dude, it's like this is just We're one so of those. I, yeah, no, this is so good. All right. <clears throat> Normally, I, I'm just giddy because – it's just, it's like almost talking to somebody that I feel like is just, it's so out of reach, but then all of a sudden I get a hold of them and it's just, yeah, this is so cool. Oh, so, man. Uh, dude. Yeah, we all, we all, we all, you know, we all get up. We all go to the bathroom the same way, you know, unless you sit down, I guess. Ex but we're all just people, you know, trying, trying to make a living. <laughs> Wait a second. We all get up and go to the bathroom, except yeah, when I get up and go, I, up. I like make awesome movies <laughs> and kick some ass. <laughs> Hey, whatever it takes, man. Everyone, everyone's just people. That's 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 how I look at it. So, uh, give us a rundown, Zap. How long have you been in the industry? Like, how long have you been just doing the grind, doing the acting thing? Uh well, I I guess full time. Um, I'd say about five to six years. Uh, originally from Chicago, and um, led a pretty successful life of. Uh, of uh, having an athletic career uh, from uh, football and wrestling. I got to play a little, little pro ball. And when my neck went out, it was time to stop playing. <laughs> and uh, kind of had to figure out something else to do. 
and God willing, you know, I, I got rehabbed. And, and so I, I was flirting a little bit uh, prior to that in, in junior college uh, with some acting. I've always been an art student. I've always been into writing and drawing. And I was, I needed another, another course. I had to finish my, uh, my semester. So I picked up a, only one available in art was, uh, was theater. And I had I'd already taken all the other drawing classes and I'm like, oh, I'll take it. And I've got bit by the bug. And so there was a acting, uh, my acting uh, teacher, I'll never forget him, big, huge inspiration. We went through a couple, a couple, you know, exercises in the class at the very beginning. And, um, and he kind of laughed at me in the beginning because I was trying to be somebody else, just being myself. And then when we did this drill, everybody froze. And I'm like, what, did I do something wrong? And then he's like, no, you did something right. And I'm like, okay. And they took me aside after class. And he said, hey, look, I know you're doing this whole football thing right now. And I know that you're good. But he's like, just promise me one thing. I'm like, what's up? He's like, when you're done doing football, go into acting. I'm like, really? He's like, yes, really. He's like, you, you've got it. I'm like, all right. No, he's like, he's like, trust me, I don't tell people this. He's like, seriously, you, you, you got it, man. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so I, I, I held on to that. And then when I got done with football, I'm like, well, I guess it's time to pick up with something else. And I did a, I did a, a play. It was my first play with a, a, a leading role. I did some smaller ones from junior college, but they were just, you know, kind of slapstick. And it was uh, Raising the Sun, and I was playing Walter Lee. And that's that's a monster. And um, I was just kind of right place, right time. And my buddy's like, hey, they need an extra person to play it. I didn't, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> and I was still going back and forth between semi-pro and arena football. And that was before I kind of had my, my breakthrough with, with football. And um, and we prepped for a while. And, you know, before you know it, like we performed and, you know, there I am up on stage and I'm getting, you know, saying ovations and whatnot. And I was playing in front of a pretty tough crowd. And, um, you know, as you can notice, I have a, a different look to me and I guess similar to, to, to Dwayne Johnson. I'm, I'm also biracial. I'm two different people, obviously, but I happen to be uh, black and Italian and the crowd that I was playing in, in, uh, in front of for the first time with, with like the role, um, well, I'll just put it this way. And I, I got no problem saying this, uh, uh, black folks tend to be really tough on you when it comes to certain, uh, certain plays and performances. And so I was, and I knew that. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I, grew, I got. I got a big family. We we kill each other when we can. And so after the after it was uh, after it, you know the, the the play was over, I was kind of waiting and they're standing up and I'm like, oh, it's like it's almost like the Apollo. And uh, yeah. I kind of yeah. I kind of passed and I'm like, we want you to do it again and yada 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 and and so that led into hey maybe I should move to L A. You know, be a firefighter, do acting, you know, uh, to support myself and then passed all the tests for firefighting and then LA went on a hiring freeze. So <laughs> I got back into football. I was coaching uh, college football and I was a PE teacher at alternative school. And, you know, it was just different. And I just, I thought I was going to get more into coaching uh, while I was being a PE teacher at a very unique school for those who uh, need a little bit of help in life. And, you know, we, and we all do, but it definitely softened me up quite a bit. And I, I, I know I needed it just to move on and, in progress. Um, and so a year out of work, had no work for a whole year doing part-time this part-time that only job available was all the way out here in Pasadena doing in a background that I, you know, I'm a meathead for the most part, as far as my, <laughs> my athletic background. And this was a sales and a technology job, which I am not. And, <laughs> um, but I had two more weeks of unemployment. So I'm like, I don't got a choice. So I, I connected with my buddy from junior college who got me the job. Came out here, thought I was going to go back to Chicago um, because it was a remote job. I just, just had to get my feet wet. And then I get down here after a month and they say, oh, yeah, by the way, we're pulling a license out of Illinois. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you can't go back to Illinois with this job. At the oh, time, I had my, my fiance and my two future stepsons. And I'm like, I had to call, make the old baby call. And I'm like, uh, crap. So how long can I be down here? I'm not sitting down here forever for this job. I I got a thing. <laughs> got a thing back. <laughs> I got a thing. I got a thing. Yeah. And so the Italian the Italian. I, I, I just, I'm just like, shoot. So what do I do? And I got three older brothers. And so I go to them for advice. And my oldest is like a second father to me. And um, I was like, what do I do, man? He's like, you're in Hollywood, man. Weren't you trying to get there a couple of years ago? And I, 
I, I trap you not. I just, I'm like, yeah, I was, wasn't I? He's like, dude, get your feet wet. See if you can get a resume. You never know. Yeah. And before you know yeah. it, things were happening left and right. I'm like, oh, wow. And so I figured, well, I can take it back to Chicago. And, and then the, the, the problem was eventually I got let go from my job. I knew it was going to happen. Um, not because I wasn't trying hard enough, but things were just not working out the way they work out sometimes. And I'm right. like, but you know, such is life. And so I was getting ready to, I was, I literally had all my stuff in my car because I drove down here. I drove, yeah, <laughs> I, I drove down here uh, in 28 hours, like no rest, no sleep. I'm getting ready to do the same thing uh, going back. And I couldn't leave. I could not leave. And I just had a serious problem in my gut. And I called everybody who I trusted. I, I looked to for advice. And all of them were saying the same thing. And they weren't even talking to each other. But they were just saying, you can't leave yet. And I'm like, all right. I guess I shouldn't leave. And then I had one one other buddy uh, pass by at the right time. And he's like, you cannot leave. He's like, you got one thing coming up, right? I'm like, yeah, it's a small thing. He's like, just do that. Just do that. And then you can leave. You're, you know, your fiance will understand. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then that led to another thing, another thing, another thing. And I'm like, I guess I'm going to be here for a while. And so six years later, you know, here we are. Everyone's got a story. Um, didn't quite have to live out of my car, you know, just yet. God Always me. a plus. Uh, yeah, right. But, you know, moving around quite a bit. And and so, you know, everyone, again, everyone's got a story in Hollywood. And you get really close to your, to your big breaks. And um, and then they, they come and they go. They come and they go. But it, it's right. just... You know, we all got a story, you know, and it's just it's 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 amazing for anybody, I would say, who's really doing the thing that they want to do, rather be a podcast, policeman, astronaut. Like there's just so much that goes in that you have to sacrifice to to, to grab it. Like nobody's exempt from life. Nobody. And, 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 pe and people kind of see the person in the Bugatti or the, you know, Maserati or whatever. And they think that they got it. like, no, 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 no. They had, they had to give something away for that. Like you just you just don't see it, you know. So that's, that's it. You said you were, uh, all right, you were in football. So that explains, cause I will be getting into your workout routine. Cause like okay. you are stacked dude, but you also said wrestling. So like ring of honor, yeah. Ohio Valley, uh, WWE, you know, it's, it's so when I was done playing, so in college, um, I, I did have a wrestling character cause in my plan was, when I get out of, when I get done with football, I was going to go straight to wrestling. And I had a whole, my whole character and it was, you know, Gino Savi, Gino Savi. And, um, and I've always been, you know, a bit eccentric, I guess, but it, it, it took to the rest of my teammates. And so they're like, yeah, you're Gino Savi. And it, it just, it just stuck. And I'm like, uh, cool. And I had the whole character lined up and whatnot. And, you know, I don't want to beat it to death, but I was ignorant of, the whole wrestling, you know, world at that time. Cause I was focused, laser focused on football. I was mm -hmm. an undersized 220 pound defensive end playing against 330 pound monsters on the line. So <laughs> Yikes. You know, my, yeah, I, I weighed the same that I've weighed in high school and college. I haven't really gained any weight. Yet, none. And um, so I was focused on that, but I kept hearing, Hey man, you remind me of the rock. And I'm like, Rocky. I'm like, Sylvester Stallone. And I'm like, no man, the rock. I'm like, who the hell's the rock? I'm like, he's, he's a wrestler. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And for the longest time, I'm like, you know, I got a little ego at, at, at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I don't care about no damn rock. I'm like, I don't care about him. And, um, and then eventually, um, I had, uh, I had, um, it was, uh, when I finally, when I finally ended, um, my, my football career, or I guess it ended me. I see this guy. I'm like one of those 30 for 30 specials. And it, 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 I got goosebumps because it was a very similar story. He went mm -hmm. to Canada, had a back injury, and he, you know, had some problems there. And I got through my season, but then my neck went out after my season and I couldn't play. And I'm watching all of the, all the similarities and whatnot. And, you know, a lot of things were, were, were coming too. And it's like, you should always, you know, try to live your own life because everyone's different. You know, God's right. got a path to everybody. And then I started thinking, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm watching this guy, you know, I have, I could turn it, but I don't want to. I'm like, cause this makes sense. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, well, 
And he said something I never forgot. He's like, you know, if my, if my back would have never went out, if, I, if football didn't work out, I would have never went the other way. Uh-huh. I'm like, damn, I needed to hear that. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm looking at old pictures of me wrestling as a kid, and I'm still doing the same eyebrow, you know, as, as a kid. And I'm like, this is weird, man. This is super weird. And either which way, you know, every, it's just it's cool to see somebody who might have some common with you. They're, they've gone and done it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, if they can do it, then why can't you? And it's like, yeah, and I'm different. I got, I got a different skill set than that guy. Um, and so be it, but wrestling for me was, was very, very important. Um, and it, it still is, I still, you know, roll around, do some jujitsu and judo and I've competed for, for many years. Um, I don't compete anymore. I just, I do stuff to ah. look, you know, sexy on the screen and I wrestle all through <laughs> high school and whatnot. And, and it's, it's, it's great, man. I, I, there's nothing like wrestling. Um, but, yeah, um, you're right. yeah. So, but as far as, uh, you know, the, those guys are monsters, man. I don't know if you've ever seen, if you ever met those guys in, in person. That they're, yeah. I mean, they're bigger yeah. than life, and they can they can move. They yeah. they, they, can, they can move. Yeah, I met a few of them. I met a uh, Gangrel. He was one of my favorites, and uh, he happened oh, yeah? to come by local one time, and I took my son. And um, I mean, I'm six I'm, foot. I weigh two ten. I mean, I okay. I work out. I ain't too bulky, but I mean. I'm a slightly on the bigger side of your average normal dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, go and see Gang Grill. <laughs> and this dude, I'm having to turn and look up to him. He looks as big as a butt. That dude is yeah. huge, man. Then you got to, like, again, I mean, a lot of these guys, kind of going back to my football career, these are guys I, I played with. I mean, you start getting, you know, to the, to the college and the, the semi-pro and especially the – the pro level. I only played arena football, but even still, still that's tough. Huge. They, they, I mean, the first time I played against someone who was six eight plus, it was it was the weirdest thing because I'm like, you you can't get paralyzed, you know, by fear because you got to perform. And there's this person who's six eight and they can move like someone who's two hundred pounds, and you're like, oh my gosh. And they're not <laughs> fat people. They're big people. They're just big human beings. And they can do all the th- same things you can do. And I remember playing on being on a team, and I had a, one of my offensive lineman teammates, and he was huge, and he'd do a backflip and splits. And I'm like, what the hell is that, man? That's crazy. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it's just amazing what 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 people can really do. Um, and you know, like we all have a gift. Like, what are you gonna do with it? You yeah. know, it's that's what's what it your comes uh, down to, my what's your workout routine, man? You know, I don't. I actually don't do a lot of weights. What? I I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of weird stuff. Are you familiar with? Uh, I do yeah, I do a lot of calisthenics. Um, uh, I do uh, some stuff. Are you familiar familiar with uh, Animal Flow? No, what's that? It's basically in kind of it's locomotive movements to where you're using your whole body, and it's based off of animals, and it's not easy. And so <laughs> you do a lot of it in jujitsu. You do a lot of it in stunt training you're just moving all parts of your body um i will do a little bit of weights um that's at the very end of my workout um you know um but the bulk of it i'd say 85 percent is circuit training keeping moving um i like to be flexible and you know loose and whatnot and you know it's like hey if you gotta gain a couple pounds for a movie or a part then go ahead and do it but if not like you know the days of me you know, being in some weight room trainer for football, I mean, you're throwing around some crazy weights. Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah. of weight. And the thing is, your body doesn't appreciate it over time. And, and like, I want to. <laughs> you're right. At the big. Right. Yeah. So it's like, why do that? And I'm looking at these these guys who are aging really well. And the reoccurring theme was a lot of body weight exercises um, and a lot of. Um, just, just moving, 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 uh, using all parts of your body. And, um, and as far as diet goes, I know that's a big thing. That's, that's really helped me. Um, I do a lot of fasting. Me too. Um, not me too. Do you really? Yeah, I do uh, intermittent. I was, uh, today was my eat day, but tomorrow I'm on a 20 and then four. I, I give every other day. I have like a four hour eating window. And uh, okay, just all right. Like so I, I'm in it with you. I know what it feels like, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, for the I, I, I just so I started doing it kind of as a default or as a way to not to prevent from throwing up <laughs> because <laughs> I'd go into I'd have a you know I'd have a jujitsu practice every day 
And if I had any food in my system, it was coming out. I mean, we, we would go hard. <laughs> yeah. And so I would eat early in the morning and it would, uh, there'd be a certain, like once we hit 12 o'clock, no more food mm. until I got to practice. Now I'm about six thirty-seven, And so, um, and I just kind of kept with that just even after I was done because I was just used to it. And I found that, I found that, uh, <laughs> ah, you went sideways. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hang on. I'm, I'm no, bad. Sorry cool. about that. I had a no, call. Cool. <laughs> I, I, and I found that um, whenever I was eating, I, it was making me more lethargic and tired during the day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be tired. And then um, just kind of kept doing it. And then I thought, I, I see the science on this, how your your HGH, your human growth hormone goes through the roof after you fast for yeah. like 16 hours. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's just a science to it. So I know that that helps quite a bit, but you know, just between that and you know, doing things, I like sprinting a lot of hills and doing things in the pool, just moving, 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 and yeah. and uh, you know, it's just like it's it, it's funny because most a lot of us don't listen to our bodies, right? We just say, "Oh, getting old." It's like, well, like that's part of it, but damn, like if if you're in pain doing a certain thing or you feel good doing something else, then you know. Mm-hmm. figure that out that was but, one, of uh, the best, one of the best things for me was whenever i uh i guess it was yeah it was almost two years ago whenever i uh like quit sugar and uh i was looking at the uh you know just trying to different things reading about it i didn't go full head first into that whole keto thing but i was reading the ketogenic cycle and what happens in yeah. ketosis and so i just started weaning myself off of it and i love it and it was just During that, you know, for several years, I've been in a whole workout routine and stuff. That's why I'm curious about your workout because apparently it's working for you. And uh, I'm just curious as what other people do. So like me, yeah, it's no sugar, no bread, no fun. And I fast every other day. The only thing I can enjoy is water and coffee (laughs) and almonds and cauliflower. It seems like it's it's doing right for your for your energy and whatnot. I'm guessing you probably never get sick. No, I do not. And people think that it's yeah. either just me blowing sunshine up their ass or something like that. And it's like, no, it's the God's honest truth. I don't get sick. Right. Yeah, I love I, it. I've, you know what? <laughs> once after after starting, and I've been going at it for over a year now. Yeah, so. the Angel okay. League. Yeah. Very cool. I, I, I knock on wood. I haven't, I hadn't been, haven't caught the flu or any type of. Corona, coronavirus, you know, in, in almost going on three years now. So there's, I mean, from what I've learned about and it seems to be working for me and there's science, there's, you know, I don't like to just wish away and just kind of have good luck about this. Like there should definitely be something objective you can point to, but everything I've, I've found is as long as you keep your, your body at an alkaline or alkalized level, it's mm-hmm. almost impossible for you to get sick. And so that just means you have a good system of keeping oxygen in and toxins out. And, um, and so, and there was like awards given for that. Uh, I don't remember when, but they figured out that if you can keep the body full of oxygen, um, it's really hard for cancers to start. And when cancer tumors do start, oxygen gets, you know, introduced, it kills it right away. So, you know, the best medicine is just, you know, taking care of yourself and all that. And, you know, we all we're all falling from the parachute from the parachute. You know, we just want to slow it down a little bit. We're going to hit the ground eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a trip, man, because you end up getting injured over you know the, the littlest things. You yeah. know, as as yeah. you get older, and it's like, what the hell was that? Like, you know, I just stubbed my toe, and then you're at the doctor. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, such is life. That was the re- like whenever I quit sugar, I noticed that. Uh, like diabetics. Why are they diabetic? Mm-hmm. Because of sugar. What does what does cancer attack? Sugar. When do people go. get sick? During the holidays. Why do they get Good sick point. during the holidays? Because they eat sugar. And yep. then it just, yep. as I was, and I'm uh, granted, I ain't a doctor and I don't care. I'm just looking. What I'm seeing was that sugar seemed to have a lot to do with it. Well, then whenever I cut yep. it, I went through withdrawals. And okay. that was tough, huh? Yeah, when your body goes through the withdrawal, that's because it's a drug. And then it, once I was done and my head cleared, it was like, oh, well, hell. And then, you know, working out 
got better, got more fun. Still hurts, but I mean, yep. <laughs> could, it could be worse. I could be dead. So I'm, yeah, no, <laughs> you're right, man. Good for you. That's that's. I mean, especially you know, with us having a Western American diet. I mean, we we have so much of it. it. It's you've got to be very conscientious of 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 just that because it's 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 cheap it's easy you know and and so you know you'll you'll think yourself in the end it sounds like but you got to do something for you know you, you get you have a cheat day something like that every now and then now uh angelique and yeah. i we went up uh she lives across the state from me but we met up for halloween last year and i had a cheat day or like on my birthday mm-hmm. i'll have a cheat day and rip the hell out of a bowl of fettuccine or something but Okay. Otherwise, I no, I stay pretty, pretty regular there. Uh, taste buds, the, taste buds change. Do what? I'm sorry. The taste buds change. Uh, Angelique has claimed hers has a lot. Mine has, yeah. I guess, just because I have no choice. Uh, okay. <laughs> just burn my face off with the hot coffee. That's about the best I can do. Yeah, if I do cheat, I, if it's something sweet, I can take a bite or two, and then I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I it's it's I found that my taste buds definitely have changed. There's certain things that I that I, I do like, but I I I kind of hit a weird spot this past year, and for whatever reason, I was craving black licorice, and that's typically an old person candy. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know what was going on, but I'm like I kind of <laughs> want it, and I tried it, and I'm like. I like it. I'm like, <laughs> this is, that's, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I kind of, I passed a, a, a an interesting chapter and it, you know, the, it's just funny because you just look at things from a different point of view at certain part of your life. And you're like, ah, that's for old people. And then you get to that point. You're like, okay, I like it now. But uh, it's, good to, it's good to be old rather than be cold. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Right. <laughs> I want to ask, how did you get in with the asylum? I auditioned. I just, auditioned. <laughs> just like that, huh? Just like that, huh? Yep. <laughs> I, I just auditioned. I don't remember. I, I must have got some notice. And um, it was um, a pretty big deal for me. I mean, um, you know, lower tier movie or not, I, I saw the role and it was it was a, a principal role and I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, and, and that was that. And I say that was a leading it, role. So, I mean, that's, I, mean, that's, I don't care what film it is. You get a leading role. Yeah. That's oh, bad. Yeah. That's, 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 that was, that was my, uh, that was my attitude. And you know, it's, it's, it was, I, so I took it very seriously. And then, and that went, that went well enough. And, um, you know, made some good contacts there. And, you know, when I was there, it's, it was, it was kind of a, you know, it was just a, a you know, a, kind of a, a different chapter. And I'm like, wow, this is first lead and roll. And then not too long after, uh, another one came up. And I'm like, they want, they want you to play this role. I'm like, all right, cool. And, um, but, you know, it's, it's um, you know, sometimes you're, I guess if I can use a, a quarterback anal- or a uh, football analogy, sometimes you're the quarterback, sometimes you're the offensive lineman. You're not always a guy. You know, it, it just mm-hmm. depends what production you're on, what team you're on, and but it's always cool to have that pressure, especially if if, if you're if you perform well under it, and um, you know, uh, it's like today I had a audition for a pretty cool project. It definitely wasn't the guy, it wasn't the main dude, but hell, I'll take it. You know, it's yeah. it's just opportunities are out there, and if they're there, it doesn't matter if it's a you know a, a smaller team. Eventually, pe- everybody gets gets their gets their shot. You know, well, and, you stick uh, with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this is not a nine to five industry, nor is, you know, uh, for what uh, Angelique and you do. It's it's just it, it, it's it's different. And so, <laughs> I'm a musician, <laughs> man. You ain't got to tell me. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so, you know how it is. And it's just like when they come, they come and when they go. But the good thing about this is I find you you tend to enjoy it more when it when it when it's there because you're nine to five. It's just nine to five. You know, yeah. and so that's yeah. kind of how life goes. But this, you you really have to savor it or muster it. And if you don't, before you you know it, it's gone. You're like, damn, like I didn't get to enjoy it like I should have. <laughs> how long was the uh, how long was filming for Atlantic Rim Resurrection? Mm. Like, do you recall? 
Yeah, I was. I think I was out for 15 days. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. Because that was just one of my critiques. Whenever we were watching the film, I was like, "It seems to me, just as soon as he got used to his character, they stopped filming." That was like my biggest gripe. Whenever we were doing our final thoughts on the film, it was just one of those like it should have been like Russo's movie, <laughs> but they stopped filming oh, hey, right now. He had a character. It's like, all right, we're done. I tell you what, man. We I, wanted Russo's story. <laughs> yeah. Hey. hey yeah. Man. I, I I definitely I definitely appreciate that and and I, I I damn sure was trying to spread the love as much as I could on set with with um, other cast members in terms of um, you know just trying to divvy things away that were how should I say the character was the character I love I love the character of Russo and he got a lot more to go ahead and and play with him in most actors, I would say, you know, like, Oh, great. I'll use all of this and I'll go ahead and show my acting shops off. But I'm thinking, you know what might make more sense to go ahead and, Hey, you mind if I give this to that guy and this to that guy, as long as it makes sense. And the director was cool. As long as it made, looks look, made sense. And I'm like, and in the end, everybody looks, everybody looks better. And, and so after we were all done, you know, we give a couple away to, to this person, that person, and you kind of have a sense of more of a more of a team and we were trying to push it to do like more of a series mm -hmm. um one because we all worked better together and we were saying exactly what you were saying like damn this should be like more of a reoccurring thing like as a show mm -hmm. but you know you know that's what every actor wants say whatever we have reoccurring yeah. everything but um yeah it's it's uh it's 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 like that a lot you know especially when you have these short productions right when you get you get used to it you know, it's over and it's not like not everybody gets these lower the rings productions to where they're shooting for like two or three years. Right. I mean, that's that's something else. Most of it is, hey, you got a couple of days and you might have to shoot the end first and then the, you know, the beginning last and you're all over the place. And that's just that's just a part of the biz. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. We had talked about that, like how they, you know, not knowing how they filmed the flick. And I actually, I got to sit down and interview David Latt and uh, just chat with him about making Asylum films and stuff. It's a, that was eye-opening experience because I, I, I'm, I'm a big Asylum fan. I, I love the company. And so this, one of the things watching uh, Atlantic Rim with you in it, your character was, the, and this is probably another thing that just subconsciously led me to feel like your character was the best one. Yours is the only character that would actually do things with other characters in the scene. I just, cause I even had to comment on that. Be like, you're the only one that, first of all, you had this really funny look that you would make when somebody would talk to you and not agree with your plan. You would just stare off into space. Like I had done had it with this bitch. And then you would look back at him and tell him exactly what's going to happen. But then when it's over, I believe you heard what I said. Yeah. I and then you would walk, you were still on camera, but you would walk out of focus and back to the side and actually talk with other people. Yours is the only character that was doing that. Maybe it was subliminally or not. It just it really no, worked. I, I no, I, I I know what you're talking about. And it and you know it's it's good to hear it from 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 somebody else who who took notice into that and is saying, you know what, that's pretty cool because that's one thing I was really conscientious of um to make sure that uh, it's just like you're always on. Even when you're off, you're always on. Like you mm -hmm. don't know who's watching. You right. don't know. You don't know where the cameras are at, and you know. I, I, and some might call it, you know, staying in the moment. Um, and um, it's just you just you just never know. And you know. And the other thing is, you know, for me, it's like, why would you not do that? Like this is mm -hmm. right. this is your job. That's what you're doing. Why, you know? And 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 so I never. I, I don't like to be. You know. Uh, a performer or actor, whatever you want to call it, to where they're just doing the stuff that's just cool for the camera. Right. You know, and certain it and hey, for for certain actors it works. Like that's that's their thing. They do the little look and then they do the swagger and all that. It's like but you know for me I, I just that's just that's just that's just not me. And mm -hmm. um and then it just seems kinda kinda cheesy. It's like 
you just like nobody does that in real life no one <laughs> no one does it what do you just do the thing that you really do in real life and then it just comes across better and the, and the thing i was saying i was saying earlier it just it brings everybody higher you know rising tides right. rise right. all ships and um you know one of my fans when i was uh one of my fans one of my heroes excuse me pardon me one of my heroes as a kid i like the optimism um, though keep that yeah, <laughs> granted, being in Chicago, you know, one would think that you automatically are a Michael Jordan fan. I was not. I was a Magic Johnson fan. Ah, and so uh. I like Magic Johnson because even when that dude would score maybe four or five points, as long as he was doing his job, everybody else looked good, and he was good right. at allocating and whatnot. And I'm like, that's cool, man. That's really cool because, you know, that's that's more closer to life. Um, uh, to me, and and you can apply that same, I guess, Mag Magic Johnson type of thinking anywhere you go, as long as you're you're willing to see the big picture. But I appreciate you telling me that because that kind of, you know, gives me verification to keep doing that. So that is, I mean, well, you know, you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Angelique. In in that kind of situation, you wouldn't just be standing there, just kind of looking around or watching whoever exactly right you've got things to do you're, yeah. you're the squad leader you've got things to coordinate and i think you acting naturally and having those instincts helped the other cast members be like oh yeah okay let's get into this so yeah yep. it was a wonderful wonderful thing to do ultimately yeah because you're only yeah. as good the movie's only as good as the script and then it's only going to be as good as the director who pieces all the scenes together which in turn is only going to be as good as the actors do it but if the script leaves blanks or things like that and an actor doesn't have the wherewithal to fill it in you know it can all fall apart but then some characters just i don't know they had that is that charisma if you play dungeons and dragons because that's all it was is your character had the highest charisma before and you just you walk in a scene and there were some where you actually owned it because whenever i think the turning point whenever i was like i like this guy is you walked in the scene and like started out quiet and then all of a sudden you just scream would somebody tell me what the hell is going on and like you projected that as a you know, I was I might have even just I'm not been paying much attention to the film, but then when you said that <laughs> you had to turn and look like well. well I tell you what, um you, you definitely wanna do something that's gonna be different enough for people to memory you or to, to, to remember you. And you don't have to be the best. You just have to in terms of you know Finding a place in line, so to, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, you you want you want to do something that's going to make people remember you. And I, you know, I guess the guy who did it the best time and time again is Marlon Brando. That's all he ever talked about. Um, he would, his whole thing was he would find a way to um, come from left field. You know, in all his performances, he was always doing something weird. He was so Matt Marlon Brando was so natural. I mean, he would purposely pick up just a pair of keys as long as it made sense and he would just start playing with keys while talking to him and it you know it was just other persons like kind of thrown off but it, it made sense because it's like yeah you would do that you would you might do something with your finger fingernails and then he would do something that would be just so out of left field and then before you know it and those things are not on the strip you know those are things that every you know performer uh you know artist they have to figure out this might be something that I can go ahead and use. I mean, it, it's just, you, you get a bunch of options. And so, you know, the whole, it could be screaming. It could be, it could be the opposite. It could be very, very quiet. Um, so the things that, that we remember, you know, it might be the Albi box from Arnold Schwarzenegger, the eyebrow from, you know, your Dwayne Johnson, your whatever. These are things that a lot of these you know, celebrities and stars, they're just, it's just coming to them. They're doing it. And that's not in the script. And I don't know if you guys have ever, have ever seen, um, um, what's that movie? Uh, uh, having a brain fart, um, with, uh, Guillermo, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, what's it in Spanish? Um, it's, uh, ah, uh, Starts with the S. Starts with the S. Sicario. Sicario. I have not. No. 
Okay, so Sicario is about the the um, drug running and um, sex trafficking. I know North what Korea. you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay, and so um, I guess uh, Torres is in that in that movie. Super intense, dude. And there is the beginning part of that, and that's a good example of somebody, you know, an actor just figuring out what he's going to do. It's not in the script. I can tell it's not in the script, but he made that decision. And they're interrogating the dude, um, him and uh, Brolin, Josh Brolin. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's a white room, and Josh is already in there. And he comes in, doesn't say a darn word. And he's got a chair. He's just sitting there. Not he doesn't scream. He doesn't do anything. He just walks right up to the guy who's sitting down, who's about to do some nasty stuff to, as far as interrogation. And he's just standing like literally a, an inch away from him, and it's just waist level. So what does that look like? And he's just looking down at him, and it's so intense. And he doesn't say anything. And then they cut it, and you hear screaming in the background. And I'm like, that dude did not that's not in the script he just he found that and it's like and people might not even know what the movie's about but they're like what what the heck was that and then you remember it and you're like oh yeah that's that guy who did that one thing it turns out you know he's got <laughs> he's kind of a big deal but you know just being able to do those things and and even you know in just everyday life there's always that one thing that that we can do to get people to remember us by if we want them to um you know which which can help and um and so some people we all have charisma it's just like we don't turn it on all the time and um you know so, so be it but uh yeah it's it's fun it's fun finding those so what would you want to do like let's like you want to be an actor apparently so i mean what, what's your movie what's your poison if somebody's you can do anything you want you're let's just say you're chris evans you're done with captain america you've got more money than god you could do whatever you want to do what do you want to do well it's what i'm doing right now um, I mean, I've got some movies on the bucket list. I'd like to do a Western. I'd like to be a oh, nice. Villain. Yeah. I mean, Westerns, I, I haven't done one yet, but I, I, I think I'd enjoy it. I've always wanted to play the main antagonist in a James Bond movie. Um, and, I want you to be uh, the antagonist in any action movie. You damn sure would have that. <laughs> Playing the bad guy is so much funner. They got so many more layers and, and all of us actually can relate with the bad guy because it's just, Bad guys aren't really bad. There's just they're, they had a turning point. I mean, falling down with Michael Douglas, one of the greatest mm -hmm. movies in my opinion ever made. He, he was a good guy. He just had a he had a turning point. He lost it. We can we can relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, but you know, there's a couple movies out there that I, you know, God willing, I'd like to go ahead and and have a chance to to do. Um, and I want to get more into back into comedy. I really miss comedy. Um, but I'm, I've been you have a project. timing. I would love to see it because I actually said that in my podcast. The, whenever we did the episode, I said I wanted to see you in a lead role in an action flick, like a summer, an actual popcorn summer flick. But then I even said I don't know, like a, one of those comedy buddy cop flicks. I'm like you have, there's a that's what I was man. I'm all right. So I don't know if you're if you're. Uh, doing some professor x tricks right now getting in my head but that's actually on, on my on my bucket list <laughs> i am a huge fan of lethal weapon yes i love lethal yes. weapon i love you know i, I mean <laughs> I, I i definitely have a, a have a a healthy uh, man crush on mel gibson danny glover as far as what they did what they did was so awesome and i was obviously i was a kid at that point but i'm like it was just like he was mel gibson was kind of a, a crazy one and then you know, Dave Lever was more of the, you know, he was old school and laid back. And like, they just, it was awesome. We don't have movies like that anymore. You're we right. don't have it. And I'm like, man, that'd be awesome to go ahead and do that. And I definitely would like to go ahead and kind of play that, 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 that intense, crazy cop. Um, because, you know, with the weapon and two for me was my favorite. It was funny, not because they were trying to be funny. It was, they were just doing their jobs. And it was just all the things that came along with the job. And again, there's a lot of points just to, they were improv in that. I know they were. And yeah. um, it went from serious to uh, relax, serious to relax. And that's where the, that, those transitions, that's where, you know, um, you know, it gets funny. I mean, and I just, so I, yeah, that, that, that would be, that would be tremendous. 
but I've been working on my own project for the past oh, yeah. uh, two years or so, and it's a passion project. And we, we finished the pilot, and um, and so this is this is my baby, and it's taking a little bit longer, but you know that's kind of how it is. And and so this is, I'm hoping that this will be my 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 Rocky. Um, so what is it? What is it? It is it's a series in that um the pilot is done but i'm looking for funding to go ahead and complete the series but elevator pitch Do jason born meets uh jason born meets um quantum leap sold oh yeah so it's an ex-assassin or it's an assassin at the time who is being chased by other assassins for a job that he would not do and the job is very near and dear to his heart which the audience will will see why that job is so near and dear to his heart when they watch it. I don't want to give anything away, but that's the one thing, that's the one target that he won't go after. And so he's getting chased by these other, other assassins. He gets cornered into a room and, uh, you know, he's got a moment with God and he says, Hey God, I know I've turned my back from you a long time ago. Obviously, you know, he's, he's a murderer, but, uh, if you help me out of this situation, I promise you, I will forever be your instrument. And so the title of the project is His Instrument. And so God helps him in a pretty pretty gnarly way. And in such a way to where he knows God came through. He, he knows, he knows, he knows. There's no, nothing else can take credit. And as a result, he hears God's voice. And it floors him. He's down on his knees and he's just like trembling. And um, and so now he can hear the voice of God and it drives him bananas because <laughs> he tells him, he meaning God, tells him to do random things that don't make any sense. And he has, you know, the, the, the conversation just like you and I are having. And he says, just go do this thing. And he's like, why? He's like, just do it. You know, and then he's, he, when he finally does it and acts, you know, and he's obedient about things. He sees how things come together, very similar to Quantum Leap. You know, Sam would get right. transferred, and and he he doesn't know what's going on, and all of a sudden, you know, his guy would pop up with Ziggy, and he's like, "This is all I got for you right now. Peace out. Got to talk to you." And that's that's kind of how this is. So it instead of putting you know a person as a superhero, it's putting faith as a superhero. And the main, I guess, message of this is you have somebody who's deeply flawed. He's a he's an assassin, and he's being used by the highest source and anybody with that being said can can be used it's just it's not a matter of being good or bad we're we're all people you can choose to be used or you can not and and so along with his interaction he he can now see into the spirit world and so i'm taking i'm borrowing a lot of ideas for, from from the bible and there's a, a quite a few <laughs> it's a wealth of, bring of stories well, I, it's, you know, I'm, I, it's, I've, I've been, I was digging, digging hard on it to have something be different. And so if you look in Ephesians, I think I'm off. I don't even quote which Bible, and, uh, which chapter and verse, but it, it talks about, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but the six twelve. Man. All right. So eschatology, uh, the Bible, <laughs> I grew up in it. That's, okay. that's my jam. Okay. All right. So, he, all right. I'm singing in the choir then literally. And so he, um, so I, I took that and, that's Paul saying, hey, there's a whole thing going on. There's a whole spiritual matrix that we can't even see. And if we did see it, we would lose our mind. But apparently Paul must have saw it for however long. So I'm putting that into the mix in that we still have free will. But there's things going on that we can't even see that discourage us and encourage us. And the more we act on, on uh, our obedience, you know, it, it grows our faith. And faith is the, is the one thing that all living creatures and animals have in common because it's the only thing you get to leave with it's faith that's it um and so we're growing it it's all you're growing and eventually it's time to check out and your time is over and you, you take your faith with you and so he's he's seeing this battle and he's haunted by it and then the, the last part of it which makes it a little bit unique is upon his agreement with god he's branded with this long number it's a long number but every time he does an act of obedience it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and eventually he has a conversation with god he's like yo god he talks to him like a guy like what's uh what's the deal with this getting smaller and smaller you know he's like well 
when you goes to zero, I'm taking you home. Like, what do you mean taking me home? He's like, taking you home. And it's like, wow. So it kind of has the whole 24 element, the TV show, to where the clock's always ticking. And so it's like he made the deal. And as a result, when he does what he's supposed to be doing, as far as what guys ask him, it gets smaller and smaller. So a lot of things going there. But I, I think that there's something there for everybody. I'm That's basing a, all the, I like all the episodes I like around the most controversial issues today. Um, not so much that it's I'm trying to force anybody to think what I think. Everyone's got a bias. I can't stand people say, I'm not biased. That's the most biased I've ever heard in my life. Of course you're biased. <laughs> <laughs> Just be honest about your bias. See, the best you can do is say, and, and this is this is just me. I get into heated uh, heated arg not arguments, but debates. You know, especially these days. I, you know, I I I don't mind. I don't mind talking politics or religion. I don't I don't I don't mind it because I'm comfortable with what I believe. I just take the stance as, hey, this is why I believe what I believe. That's it. Like I'm not, I, I'm not going to try to convince you. Like we all got our own thing. Like in my opinion, only God can change you. Not even God gets his way every single time. And you can tell me why you believe what you believe. And then in between, there's something there as well. And then, so that's how I kind of try to base every episode. Like there's this side, there's this side. I'll be honest to say, this is where I lean. But, and I, it just, it's so sad because, I mean, where are we at today? You don't agree with me. You hate me. It's like, man, get out of here with that. That's freaking crazy. I, and, I, yeah, for real. The, yeah. Dude, so have you got a, uh, have you got like a, a pitch thing for this? Oh yeah. Like for your, yeah, like, I, I Make sure you send that. I like the idea, for, but like we need to pass this around for our uh, for the site. We we tend to get like people clicking on our stuff. It just you never know who we're gonna meet. But I dig that idea. We need to share this idea around. I like this. Tell you what, I I have I have the trailer. I have the pilot. I have the treatment. I have a pitch deck. I have all that. I can send over the uh, the treatment and the. The, the trailer um, that definitely woos a lot of people. And then, um, you know, typically whoever has an interest into it, then I, I send more stuff and, you know, yeah. have NDA sign yeah. and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely yeah. got all that, you know, and, like to see and that. so, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, you, well, you yeah, make so, sure yeah. you send Thank something you. like that to us. We'll, we'll do a write up for it and everything on the site. That'd, That'd be awesome. Sure. That'd be Cause awesome. I, uh, yeah, I'm liking this idea. Now, what about, uh, have you ever thought about doing voice work? Voice work? Yeah, I have. You know, I I uh, I like voice work, man. I I, I tell you what, um, <laughs> I guess I hadn't I hadn't got too serious about it. Um, that's that is one thing that, you know, when I am marketing myself and trying to sell myself, I I I make sure to your CD, your casting director, excuse me, or your directors, your producers, because I get I get the thing all the time. You're like you're like Dwayne Johnson's little brother. I'm like, all right, well, Dwayne Johnson can't do as many accents as I can do. <laughs> I'm like nothing against the guy, but you know, and and so like, well, what do you mean? And like, I'm like, what do you mean? What I mean? Like, what do you want me to do? And like, I would say, what do you what, what, what do you want me to do? Like, well, go ahead and do a do a do a a Spanish voice. I'm like, okay, no, no problem with that. I start talking to you like this. No, no problem. What do you want me to say? And and they're like, oh shit! And I they start testing me. Like, all right, go ahead and do go ahead and do Irish. Like, I can do it, or you know. I can do exactly what you want me to do. Just tell me exactly what you're telling what you're telling me. I want to fair play it the last time we had this conversation. <laughs> and it, I, not, so I, I spent a lot of time, you know, talking to myself as a kid. And before you know it, you're, you're I got three other brothers, but there's quite a there's quite a gap, you know. So I had to entertain myself quite a bit. And you know, I'm impersonating people as a kid to basically make the time go by. And it's funny because look, I. I'm a biracial dude, you know, so I, it's, there's, it's, it, it's interesting because that means you have, you typically have two very different ethnicities. I don't believe in different races. We're all the same race. I, I think we're different ethnicities. So my mom being Italian and then my dad being, being black. And so it's just funny because I grew up hearing things like, Oh, what are you doing in the kitchen? Will you get out of the kitchen already? And it's like, oh, okay, mom, try. And my dad come home. What the hell is this? And I didn't tell you got left. And, and, it's, and so you, you're hearing it like. But to me, it's it's normal. And then I go to my, uh, you know, to the family's house, and then to my my dad's side, and then you you hear people talk like, hey, what's happening, baby? What's going on? And then I hang around with my mom, and it's like it's completely different. And, and so, well, that's not normal. But you you taking all these things and whatnot, and and you're like, wait a minute, like that's not normal. It's like, no, man, like 
Sure it is. So, sure it is. Yeah, exactly. It's it's thermal, it's thermal it's thermally you. Nobody but, um, wants to admit it. All the families are dysfunctional. Good lord. Hey, if you got a family, that's that's the best thing, you know, and 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 there exactly there's there's no no one's exempt from life and nobody has a normal anything. But um yeah, I I, I definitely um I definitely enjoy voiceovers and I <laughs> funny story. I actually um I auditioned for a movie, it was an independent movie. And um, I saw somebody, it was some celebrity or whatnot, and he was saying, yeah, I got a part for a movie by acting like the character as myself. And I'm like, what? So he basically, he faked an accent. And then when he went, when he acted like himself, they were like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So I'm like, I wonder if I could do that. So I went in and went with, you know, this, this British accent. And so... You know, I went onto the set and I'm like, they're talking like, okay, so, um, well, go ahead and do your thing. And they're like, well, hang on, where are you from? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm originally from, you know, UK area and been here for 15 years right now. And I'm doing the whole thing. <laughs> like, oh, can, can you do an American accent? And I'm like, American accent, like more like um, from the south or more from the east coast. And I'm doing the whole thing. I'm sure it's a crappy, it was it was the best at the time, but it, it fooled him. <laughs> and like, yeah, just do do something Midwest. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, oh, how's this? And they're like, that's good. Like, do that again. And I'm like, so I keep talking like this. <laughs> and they're like, yes, can you do that for the movie? And I'm like, yes, I can do that for the movie. And so the whole time when we're filming, I have to stop myself. And when we stop the camera, I have to go back into a, a fake <laughs> a fake accent and then turn it back to talk like a normal self when the camera's rolling and so uh but uh yeah it's a lot of fun i i, I wish i had had more voiceover opportunities i guess i need to talk to my representation about that funny you say that no i uh produce audio drama i do a it's called the night every year i do a basically theater of the mind I'm, like i said i'm a musician i'm a composer and i'm trying to do like film scores and stuff and trailers and trailer mu music and stuff and i score for haunted houses well i just started combining the two and so i have angelique has been in several of mine and i just i get a bunch of friends over i write a story i write the script out and then i give it to people to do well they've kind of sort of been getting bigger and bigger in production and whenever we, i was watching the atlantic rim and i had told angelique i was like man if i talk to this dude i got to get him to be a voice to mine he's the way you could project in that it's like yeah he's at least got to be a voice actor or something so yeah if you yeah, are, yeah. yeah. i love it man i i i i remember in high school me and my other my, my buddy we used to we used to make radio plays together Yes. And so we, yes. we, you, you remember, yes. I'm, I'm sure you remember watching the original Hobbit, the cartoon, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we took that and we took all the sound up and put our own, our own thing in. And that was, that was a load of fun. But, um, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely game. Um, and ah. so, uh, yeah, just let me know. Yeah, good. The, uh, the rosters pick it up because I've had, I mean, you and the way I've been at Hardy, I've got you, Mark Pellegrino, and TC Carson have all expressed it. So. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry. I like that. No, that's, that's cool, man. No, I, 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 I'm cool with that, yeah. But look, I am not. We have wasted plenty of your time, but Angelique has probably the most important question. You asked me about my cheat day during my diet. Angelique, no time wasted over here. Hit him with it. Hit him with it. So I ask this to, to every guest we have, Zavi. I'm the fetish foodie here at Monsters Madison Magic. Okay. And I want to know what your go to movie snack is. Go to movie snack. Oh, why do you have to ask me the toughest question last? Uh, <laughs> um, man, I had glasses off for that one. Let me think here. Oh, shit. Um, oh, shit. You know, I'll say this. I definitely like to try a lot of different foods. I'm always that dude who's, if I see anything new at the store, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, it's a burrito flavored hamburger i'll try it like I, that's me I, I fall for it every single time 
Um, I think my, my, my favorite, you know, pizza. That's got to be the best because a lot of foods when you when you you eat, you have to focus and do this whole thing. But with pizza, you know, you don't get to. Mm -hmm. You're right here the whole time, so I go with pizza. And yeah. what what kind what kind are we talking? Thin crust, hand tossed. Ah, uh, well, I mean, my favorite pizza is definitely deep dish pizza from Chicago. If you guys never had it, you should try it. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so you know. So yeah. you, you already know. Um, but, um, I yeah, know. I mean, you sausage. <laughs> now, which which deep dish pizza have you had in Chicago? Because there's a pop, couple popular ones up there. Oh, I haven't had any, but I, I just looked at but I just deep dish. Yeah, I mean, it's it basically it's like eating a lasagna um, with with crust on it. Um, in Ooh. another thing that Ooh. is popular in Chicago, it's something called Italian beef. You guys ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get the hell out of here. Okay, great. Yeah. So Portillo's. Gosh. Ow. All right. You guys, you're after your own heart right now. Yes. Portillo's. How do you, you guys have Portillo's? You don't have Portillo's in Georgia, do you? No, <laughs> I've had no, it. No, no, oh, I, I go to uh, Cinema Wasteland every year up in Strongsville, and uh -huh. one of my really good friends is from Chicago. He drives taxis and limos in Chicago, and he yeah. called me right before one show, and he was like, I'm bringing you a sandwich. Ah, so ah, you got the, okay. Don't sauce eat on the road. so I, my 12-hour yeah, my 12-hour drive, I didn't eat. Got there. He's got it all. They, um, Joe packages it up all separately. So, like, you've got the, the sausage and the beef and then the gravy and the bread yep. all separate. Uh -huh. And we, yep. we build them. I saw Jesus. Good for you. I okay. Saw... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you what. If, if, if one likes beef and one likes pork, it, it, a, Italian, a, a combo, which, again, for everybody not, not aware what a combo is, it's an Italian sausage. It's Italian beef, which is like Philly cheese steak, but not quite. There's not. It's just different. And then there's a lot of au jus. And then did, did you have yours with uh, sweeter hot peppers? Uh, the sweet. Yeah. Okay. So you get your sweet and your hot, and then you typically you put some mozzarella on there. So, I mean, it's everybody in Chicago knows about it. And it, it's it's as popular as a Chicago hot dog and the deepest pizza. And, and so if you want to go, if you want to go real crazy, um, you'll get an Italian, Italian. You'll get a deep dish pizza with Italian beef and jardinier and all that good stuff. And yeah, but I'm a, I'm a, I, and the the problem, the problem with eating an Italian beef or combo or a deep dish pizza, it's really good. It's not good for you, <laughs> but after you eat, like you can have a New York slice and you're good. You can go, you know, give a speech, write a paper, do you know backflips, whatever your thing is. But with deep dish pizza, it's a wrap. Like, you, like you're gonna call everybody that you were gonna meet that day. Like, ah, I'll catch it later, you know. And you, you, you're done. You, you, you're not gonna want to do anything. And it's, but it's always worth it. And you just have a bunch of shame after that. So, well, what about you guys? Sorry, guys, I had a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's fantastic. Well, Zavi, is there where would you send somebody who wants to find out more about you or what you got going on? I would say the best place would be to my Instagram handle. Um, that's gonna be at X A V I I S R A E L uh Savi Israel. Um and so um yeah, that's gonna be it. And um I I pretty good about getting back to people and reaching out and whatnot. And uh, I typically put a lot of my uh my work on there and you know it's a good good format to to you know connect with people and whatnot and yeah and uh yeah. and I, I think that's probably the best place. So well, dude, I just good. followed you. Good. I just followed you. Oh well okay, I'll make sure I follow you guys back. Well, uh, yeah, she is yeah. Angelique. I'm not on Instagram. I'm rarely on Facebook, but send, uh, no. make sure to send us your packet stuff for his instrument. And, uh, yeah, we got it. Yeah, well, I'm going to, I'll get some, uh, previews for this and see if anything, at least I'll meeting other people. I'll be like, Hey, you should check this out. So, yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate it. Both of you guys and definitely no time wasted on my, my behalf over here at this this I, I had a great time talking with both of you and and again I, I, I just 
it's it's nice to have these these pleasant dialogues, especially in a time like this. Everybody's so tense and on edge, and it it, it really is refreshing. And um, you know, in the end, like I I I, I was kind of joking about it, but being serious, like we're all just people, you know. And before you know it, you know, you're you wake up, you're a little bit older, and you look back and you say, "Man, I wish I would have. I right. wish I would have." And for me, that's something that I try to stay away from. That's why I continue to try to play the whole Hollywood game. Cause I don't want to look back one day and say, I wish I would have, I look back at my football career. There's, I, don't, I have no regrets. I mean, I, I probably played a little bit longer than I should have, but as far as I, I did, and I, I've talked to other people, friends and family. And, you know, although I might not be at, you know, their level in life, um, I, you can't take it with you anyways. And you're like, man, I, I admire you for, for doing that. I'm like, dude, like you could do it too. Anybody can do it. And, um, it just, it's, it's not going to be easy, but again, thank you very much uh, for your time. And, uh, oh man, thank you, dude. Again. This is, this has been great. This has been great. Like oh, I'm on a, I'm going to keep you email. I'm going to keep you, uh, your phone number, man. Like, okay. We just, we'll, we'll keep in touch, man. This has been cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Definitely. Yeah, dude, Absolutely. I really appreciate Absolutely. this, man. And uh, yeah, all right. Well, I will can it. The, oh, let me go ahead and give the roundabout. This has been the M3 podcast. I have been Dan, Angelique is an Angelique, and we've got Russo with us. Savvy Israel, dude. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. God bless. Yeah, man. All right. And in the broadcast now.